The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. This is Eastern Carolina's longest-running sports radio show. The Brian Bailey Show is on the air. The Brian Bailey Show is powered by Greenville Utilities and also brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostic Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grady, Papa John's, Pepsi, The Rick House, Greenville Utilities, Taft Taft and Hagler, Tiebreakers and Greenville Auto World. And now, here's Brian Bailey. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome into our show. We've got a big one planned for you. All kinds of guests coming through. We're going to kick it off next with Amanda Moore. She's the lacrosse coach at East Carolina. They've got a big one coming up with nationally ranked James Madison this weekend as East Carolina tries to jockey for position in the American Athletic Conference as far as the postseason tournament is concerned. Then we're going to check in with our buddy Kurt Kraft, the East Carolina track coach. He had athletes in South Carolina. He had athletes in Virginia this weekend. A lot of good things happening with the track and field program. So we'll do that uh, after we talk with Coach Moore. We've got Coach Kraft. And then we're going to talk high school baseball. Rose and Conley, both among the state's best in high school baseball, as is the norm. Uh, Ronald Vincent joins us at the bottom part of the hour coming up. And then Jason Mills after that. They play tomorrow at 6 o'clock. D.H. Conley and J.H. Rose in the rematch. Rose fell to Conley in the first game, 8-6 to six at Guy Smith Stadium. So we've got plenty to talk about on this Monday. We'll kick it off with Amanda Moore, lacrosse coach in East Carolina. And that's coming up right after this. Hi, I'm Ken Hagler of Taft, Taft & Hagler. We're proud to be sponsors of The Brian Bailey Show and The Pirate Nation on Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. If you've been injured on the job or due to someone else's negligence in an automobile collision, call us at 752-2000 for a free consultation with experienced professionals who care. Go Pirates! The Angus Grill is your premier spot for the best burgers, cheesesteaks, and brisket sandwiches around. Join us for our unmatched variety of burger combinations. From the mushroom bacon Swiss burger to the jalapeno popper burger to the original Angus Classic. Pair that burger with our amazing onion rings, tots, fries, or sweet potato fries. Angus Grill, with four amazing locations in eastern North Carolina, including Winterville near Pitt Community College, on Jarvis Street in Uptown Greenville, and on Statensburg Road near the hospital. It's the best burger around, guaranteed. Did you know that it's illegal to dig without first calling 811? 811 is a free program that locates underground utilities, marking them with flags and paint lines so you know where not to dig. Accidentally digging into utility lines interrupts service and could seriously hurt you or someone else. If you know someone who's planning to dig, encourage them to call 811 at least three full working days before they dig. 811 is free, it's safe, and it's the law. This message is brought to you by Greenville Utilities and this station the best burgers around. Everyone loves a thick, juicy, and fresh burger. Tiebreakers in Greenville, plus the all-new Tiebreakers in Winterville do real burgers better than anybody. So don't just go to any burger-themed restaurant chain. It's time to break the chain and eat local. Tiebreakers, real burgers at its best. Everybody loves burgers. Hey, Pirate Nation, this is proud ECU graduate and former baseball player Brandon Manning inviting you to join my team at Farm Bureau Insurance. Right now is a good time to review your coverage with a local trusted agent like me. I will make myself available before or after business hours, and my clients always have my cell phone number if they need anything. From home, auto, or life, give me a call today, and let's talk about your insurance coverage and about the Pirates. Call 531-1812 and go Pirates! To keep your bodies active and engaged in the activities that you love, you need a good stretch. And at Bodies and Balance, that's the mission they follow to give you the best quality of life. The team at Bodies and Balance can create a stretch or massage program that is right for you, featuring aromatherapy, hot stones, hot towels, cupping, percussion, and myofacial work at no extra cost if requested. And don't forget to mention Pirate Radio and get your first massage for $1 per minute and your first stretch free. Call today at 916-4530 and check them out online at bodiesandbalance.com. Pirate All of our last names are ECU. The voice of the Pirate Nation. 
You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, providing reliable utility solutions to the Greenville region since 1905. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back on this Monday. As we said, Amanda Moore, lacrosse coach at East Carolina, joins us. Her Pirates fell to Temple 11-7 this past weekend, and they've got another big one coming up this weekend with the Dukes of James Madison coming to town. James Madison at 15-1, and 5-0 in conference play and ranked fourth nationally. Coach Moore, you guys ready for this big one coming up? Big one, big one. Biggest of the year, arguably. Yeah, I'd say, you know, when you look at your schedule, Coach, you kind of knew it was backloaded as far as some of the tough teams because you had nationally ranked North Carolina in there. You had nationally ranked Florida, James Madison. So you kind of knew that it, that it was going to be a tough, you know, conclusion as far as the schedule goes. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think uh, three of our last four games are all top ten opponents. So, you know, you're hoping that you're, you're peaking at the right time, that your girls are learning – are taking all the lessons they've learned from the beginning of the season to apply them against against the very best in our game, and we feel like we're we're growing out of each of those games. When you lose a game like to North Carolina, twelve nine, and and you were right in it, that's one of those games. I had a chance. I was sitting right by my computer at work and and watched just about every second of that one uh, because you, you had a chance in the fourth quarter. Uh, does that just show you the hey that we're really really close? Yeah, you, you know, it's like one of those things. Like, I'm I'm probably too close to it right now, being in season, and you know, just wanting to have won that game. You know, felt like in the fourth quarter we were tied, got up ourselves up by two, um, and then sort of UNC um, kind of struck back with just a little bit more than what we had. Um, you know, so you're still thinking like, I, we wanted to win that one. We're, we're mad that we didn't win it, um, but I'm sure at some point when the season's over, we'll be able to have a little bit more perspective to say like, all right, like we're we're, we're we're getting that much closer, um, but right now we're still just mad we didn't win it. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you because, it, like you said, you, know, you you knew you were in it. You had to lead in the fourth quarter, and then you know Carolina came back and and, and took over, and, and they were ranked. I think they were ranked fifth at the time. Florida was ranked ninth, and you guys fell to them ten to five. So you know you're playing these nationally ranked top ten teams very tough. I mean you know, they're close games. Madison comes to town. I think they're ranked fourth nationally, five and zero in the league as we said, fifteen and one overall. And this is a league game. This is an American game for those of you uh, that don't know. In lacrosse, Madison is is in there. Florida from the SEC is in there. Uh, then you got East Carolina, Cincinnati, and Temple from the uh, original American. Vanderbilt from the SEC, and then you got Old Dominion uh, also as a part of the American in, in lacrosse. So you guys have kind of a different league, don't you? Yeah, definitely, and, and ODU as well. So, yeah, so we sort of adopted um, both the Sun Belt and the SEC schools that sponsor women's lacrosse because there were so few of them um, for, the, for the American Conference, um, which, is, which is really exciting. But, yeah, I know JMU's really quality team, and, you know, we feel like, um, you know, us, us being able to limit them um, like we have some of these other teams from a defensive standpoint is going to be really critical for us. All right, so if you beat James Madison, obviously it would be an upset because they are nationally ranked, but that would put you in the American postseason tournament, correct? Yeah, with, without a doubt, yeah. So we um, we actually just got a um, little, little bit of breaking news here, Brian. Oh, good. I, I was texting you last night, and I was like, I don't understand the tiebreakers, and you said, no, we're supposed to get some information. So we've got breaking news. We have, do we have a, a zinger we can zing? we got breaking news getting ready to happen right here. All right, go ahead, Coach. Exactly. Um, we have officially qualified for the conference tournament with our seeding uh, to be determined. Um, so, you know, obviously a, a win against JMU would put us in as the three seed. Um, and then there's a bunch of other things that would need to happen in order for us to potentially go in as a four seed. Um, was Temp- Temple would need to beat uh, Vanderbilt, um, and we would if, and we would not be able to beat JMU. Um, and then we would go in as a four seed. But in our conference um, play and, and postseason, only the top four teams make it. We're in an extremely competitive conference, and we're likely to see you know at least two from our conference um, gain NCAA bids. So. You know, for us to secure a conference tournament seed, um, regardless if it's three or four, is huge. Yeah, that is huge. And I, I was looking at the same thing because I thought, you know, there might be a chance that they're already in, but I wasn't certain. And uh, last night when we were texting back and forth, you weren't really certain. But the American came through this morning and and, and went through the, the tiebreakers and everything. So you'll either be the four seed or the three seed in the upcoming American tournament. Where is your tournament being held? Is that uh, in Philadelphia? It's at- 
It's at, it's at Temple in Philadelphia, yeah. So um, a little, little advantage to us there on that one, having just gotten to play at Temple this past weekend, um, you know, and, and getting used to that surface because it's a little bit different than Johnson Stadium. They play on AstroTurf. So a um, little bit of a different environment to play in. So we're, we're glad that we got the chance to play at Temple this year to, to give us that prep for conference tournament. So you're playing James Madison this Saturday. That's at home. Uh, if you drop that and if you end up being the four seed, then you can see James Madison in back-to-back weeks. Yes, back-to-back weeks. Um, yeah, which is really interesting to have to play someone and then four days later turn around, prep, and play them again. Um, you know, but hopefully hopefully it's a, it's a rinse and repeat situation. You know, you like your game plan and you can just make little tweaks, um, you know, to, to counter anything that they brought to the table to, to hopefully compete again. I got a better. I got a better idea. You beat them in Greenville, and then you become the three seed. You win your your semifinal game, and then you beat them in the championship game, and then you're in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, you know, Brian, I, I like the sounds of that. That's <laughs> sort of that's the goal, right? Um, but we're we're going to take it one game at a time. That's right. Putting <laughs> uh, all our focus, you know, on our, our girls right now. It's, it's the end of semester, right? So like, you got final exams, everything like that's hitting this week. Um, so let our girls, you know, focus. Focus on just one game at a time. One game at a time, most certainly. Talk about your team a little bit, and, and talk about some of the players that that you know the average fan, you know the the cross fan in Greenville knows these players. But some some of the folks that say, "Hey, I, I might want to come to the game on Saturday because we know James Madison's so good. We know East Carolina's had a great great season, and they've got a chance to pull the upset." Who are some of the players they'll see on Saturday? Yeah, um, you know, first on offense, number seven, Caroline Kimmel. Um, just sort of a, a Swiss Army knife for us on offense, just her ability to dodge, feet out of the dodge, um, you know, and she's, she's really pulling some really big matchups defensively. I think that's, that's always going to be a good game to watch because whoever's defending her is also going to be one of the best in the country. Um, you know, Cameron Pennypacker, a midfielder for us this year, um, master's student who's been here since the inception of our program virtually, um, one of the first girls to actually commit uh, to ECU ever to play lacrosse. Um, number, who's number five. Um, she's really been coming on strong for us. Um, our goalie, Bryn Knight, um, has just been rock solid in the cage, and we play such a good team defense. Um, I really feel like, you know, we've had it, – it's hard to single one defender out because they've all just been playing so well together, um, but really led by Alex Jacqueline, Sydney Frank, um, make, making big plays um, and giving Bryn a good chance to see the ball um, and make good stops. How rewarding is it for you, Coach, that, that you started this program from scratch and, and you had to come in and, and you know get your staff together and start recruiting and, and it's a brand new sport at East Carolina and, and you've taken your lumps early on and you knew you were going to because you had such a young team, but, but to be now competitive and, and as we talked about, you know, competing against the top teams in the country and playing them tough and, and eventually you're going to break through and you're going to win some of those games. Yeah, yeah, I'd say, it, it, you know, we said this at one point, we're like, it, it just feels like it. it's a matter of if not when, like, we're going to do it. Or sorry, it's when, not if, excuse me, like, that, you know, that it's going to happen, that we're going to have that breakthrough. And certainly we're hoping for it this weekend, um, but it's, it's very special to have certainly built something from the ground up. You know, we kind of, not not jokingly say, but we're the last of our kind, right? Like, we're, we, we started before there was a transfer portal, while there was early recruiting. And, you know, the players that we have in our program um, right now, all, all virtually all of them committed to something that didn't exist before. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, you know, which is really, which is really special and speaks, speaks, speaks to the loyalty of our players, whether they've, um, you know, been here one year or whether they've been here five years. All of them have just illustrated so much loyalty um, you know, and faith um, in this place. All right, Coach, what's it going to take to upset James Madison on Saturday? Uh, you're going to have to see a battle at the draw circle, Brian. Um, James Madison has two two and finalists. One is in the draw circle taking that face off. She's about six one. Isabel Peterson, she's really outstanding, um, both winning that possession, that 50-50 possession that happens at the end of uh, – it happens at the, after each goal – um, she's also a force to be reckoned with on the offense, and obviously her size, um, speed, and skill are, are something to uh, contend with. Um, and then they have a really um, a really strong d- defender, uh, Marie Durkin, another top 25 Twarton finalist. For, for listeners that don't know, um, the Twarton is basically our Heisman, um, and they just released the list of the top 25 
who are still on the in the hunt for the for the Heisman, more or less. Um, and JMU's got two of them, so um, big big tests for us, both on the offensive and defensive side to to really limit those those two, two players. And to relate that to another sport, like in football, when you give up a touchdown, you know you're getting the ball right. You know they're going to kick off to you. That's not how it works yeah. in lacrosse. No, yeah, not at all. It's 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 more likened to quite honestly, like like a hockey, right? Like going back to like a face off right. situation each time. It always goes back to a fifty fifty. So in our sport and same thing like basketball right like buckets go in and then the other team got to inbound the ball it's not it like you know you got to go back and win your next possession at a 50 50 ball that's exactly right talking with amanda moore lacrosse coach at east carolina i don't know a whole lot about lacrosse as you can probably tell i do know that if i had a chance to play i'd have to be a goalie because i can take up most of the room you know in front of the goal so i can make it but i tell you what i watched bren play a couple of times and those those are rockets that she's battled i mean she's she takes a beating and all, all goalies i guess take a beating but that's that's a tough position isn't it yeah, I mean, like, it's it's nuts, um, you know, right now with the technology of sticks and the strength and power of some of these women, you know, those balls are coming probably 85-plus miles an hour. Wow. Um, and I think where it's, where it's different from your sports fans that might be listening in, we're like like a hockey ball, right, like a hockey puck. Yeah. Just coming off, watching a lot of, like, the uh, playoff, playoff hockey this weekend um, with my husband. You know, the puck's always coming from the ground, right, or coming from the ice. In women's lacrosse, that ball could be coming anywhere from, you know, nine feet in the air yeah. um, with the stick range. I'm telling you. All right, all right, the other question I have for you, now correct me if I'm wrong, again, I'm learning, but in women's lacrosse, as soon as the goal was scored, they drop their stick and the referees measure the angle. But in men's lacrosse, they don't. Is that right? Yeah, so what they're looking for is pocket depth. Okay. Um, so, like, we have, um, the, you know, the head of the stick has a pocket um, that's made of different materials. could be synthetic, could be leathers, nylons, you name it. Um, and you have to have, you can only have so much of, the, you have to have so much of the ball showing above the sidewall of the pocket. So, right. if your pocket's too deep, it's a no goal. Right. Um, so, yeah, there's, whereas the men, they play with a much deeper pocket. There isn't that, that element to their game. I haven't seen a goal wiped away from a, a pocket this year. Have you had any of those? Brian, I'm going to knock on wood. I'm going to ask you. <laughs> I'm knocking. I'm knocking right now, Coach. I'm knocking. <laughs> you better not. Okay. I knew I'd get in trouble with this interview because I, I know such, yeah, such little about lacrosse. All right, Coach, good luck against James Madison. If you're looking for something to do, there's plenty to do coming up this weekend. But lacrosse is at home. 12 noon start. Uh, number four, James Madison in East Carolina. And once again, the breaking news, East Carolina has already clinched a spot in the American Post season tournament top four teams go it's a very difficult league and east carolina is in the postseason tournament and they can be a four seed could be a three seed but they've got nationally ranked james madison coming to town 12 noon on saturday coach thanks so much for joining us today thank you brian free admission hope we see everybody out there on saturday amanda moore joining us we'll take a commercial break kirk Kraft is up next on the brian bailey show Welcome to Russell's Spring Style. Our screen door says welcome to a beautiful selection of new apparel for men and women. The spring colors are bold and beautiful. Men, make your next suit or sport coat purchase easy with in-house alterations to assure a great fit. Ladies, it's Russell's for the best selection of dresses, tops, and slacks for most any occasion. Russell and Rhonda work hard to make Russell's in downtown Washington your shopping destination. It's all about you, our friends and customers at Russell's Clothing in downtown Washington. Hi, I'm Annalie Newhoff. And I'm Rob Campbell. And, and we, we are, are with, with Copy, Copy Pro. Pro. We have been locally owned and operated here in eastern North Carolina for almost 50 years. Copy Pro is the leader in office technology. Does your business struggle with keeping printing costs low or producing professional documents? Here at CopyPro, total customer satisfaction is our number one priority. We have a variety of solutions to help reduce your printing expenses and make your business more productive. Call us today at 1-800-682-6558 or online at copypro.net. CopyPro, we are the professional office systems people. Cutco Sports Bar and Restaurant, located in the Old Professor O'Cool's location, has daily lunch specials from 11 to 5, including their famous $1 wing special, Monday through Wednesday, all day long. Cutco's has entertainment every Tuesday with Country Western Night and karaoke on Thursday, starting at 8. Take advantage of their weekly fresh fruit margarita specials and be sure to try the best Philly ribeye steak rolls in town while you're at it. Cutco Sports Bar and Restaurant, Greenville's Diamond in the Rough. Check them out on Facebook for more information. Go Pirates! 
The convenience of Pitt Greenville Airport is waiting just outside your front door. Service is back, so you're connected to destinations worldwide through flights from American Airlines. Plan your next trip. Book your flights today at flypgv.com or aa.com. Avoid the long check-in lines and congestion at the big airports and fly local at PGV. Fast, convenient, and close to home, PGV has American Airlines flights perfect for your next trip. Book today at aa.com. PGV, where the pirates fly. This is Lane Hoover, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned, community-powered. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to our show. If you're just joining us, Amanda Moore was just on with us, and she made the announcement that the American contacted East Carolina this morning and that East Carolina has clinched a spot in the American postseason tournament. The top four teams go, and East Carolina has a big game coming up this week with James Madison, ranked fourth nationally. So the Dukes come to town, ranked fourth. East Carolina plays them, and then they will head head to the American postseason tournament either as the three or the four seed. I think if they lose to James Madison, they will be in that fourth seed, but they play up in Philadelphia. And if they are the four seed, then they would play the Dukes of James Madison uh, in back-to-back games. And I think the uh, game the game on Saturday and then that's followed by the game on Thursday in Philadelphia, the first round of the American tournament uh, for lacrosse. We want to thank Amanda Moore for joining us as far as uh, lacrosse goes. Now let's turn to track and field. Our buddy Kirk Kraft joins us. He's the director of men's and women's track. I thought he was always just the track coach, but I looked it up and he's the director of men's and women's track and field at East Carolina. Kirk Kraft joins us. Coach Kraft, how are you? I'm doing good, Brian. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, don't I, I am the director. That's the that's the head cheese. <laughs> yes, you are, buddy. You are, you are the, the the VIP as far as we're concerned. As far as track goes, now you guys had athletes in Virginia and in South Carolina this past weekend. That's why one of the reasons I wanted to have you on. But but what is that all about? You know, splitting them up like that. Well, um, in our sport, Brian, it's kind of unique. It's unlike any other sport. Um, you know, you don't split baseball teams. You don't split, you know, lacrosse teams. You don't split, you know, basketball teams. But in our sport, it's very common for um, track coaches to send a group here and send a group there. And it all has to do with uh, the competition that's being provided. So the reason we sent a small contingent to UVA um, was because we felt like that they would get uh, more out of that meet than they would have gotten out of the USC meet as far as competition. So we sent some distance runners there. Uh, We sent a multi-event athlete there. Um, And believe it or not, the lady distance runner that we sent there um, broke the school record in uh, in the 5,000-meter run, Alyssa Zach. So we split because of the competition um, that's available at, at multiple sites. Talk about Alyssa's performance a little bit because that had to be the, the headliner for the weekend. Yeah, no question. Um, a lady by the name of Anna Bristol uh, was the former uh, record holder for the 10,000-meter run uh, for our women's team, and that was set back, I want to say, around 2019. It was like four years ago. And this lady that just broke it is just an absolute uh, wonderful, wonderful young lady. She uh, she ran her heart out. And I don't know if anybody knows anything about 10,000-meter running, um, Brian, but that's 25 laps um, around the track. One lap, uh, which you'd have a difficult time doing, that's a 400-meter run. So a 10,000-meter run is 25 laps, and to stay focused for 25 laps uh, around a, a track can be very, very tedious, very challenging. So we were very proud of her. Um, she's a PA girl. She went to Northwestern Lehigh High School up in PA, um, so anytime you're breaking a school record, um, you know, you're doing something correctly. So we were really proud of her. And she beat that mark by what, uh, 10 seconds or so? Um, actually, um, uh, that was a little misprint, Brian. Okay. 35. Oh, it was, it was two seconds. The previous record was 35 minutes and nine seconds and she ran 35 minutes. Got it. And seven seconds. All right. Uh, but still neither, you know, that it was a great accomplishment. And then we had kids at South Carolina and we finally got a decent day. It was a little bit windy down there, but this spring has been brutal. As you know, you've been following lacrosse and baseball and softball. It's hard to find a good day, but down in uh, Columbia, we had some wind, but at least it didn't rain and we had some sunshine. So uh, we got some things accomplished down there um, as well. So at both sites, I felt like we did a pretty good job. And now we have two and a half weeks off and we have to get rested up and, and uh, we go to USF for our outdoor track and field championships in two and a half weeks. 
Okay, down in South Carolina, the some of the field crew athletes, Nadia Faison, uh, she had one of her best throws, right? She sure did, uh, Brian. She threw 16 meters, um, which is like 51 feet in the women's shot. And not only did that mark move her to the number one position um, in the American Athletic Conference as far as the ladies' shot put, but even more important and significantly is that that was a regional, um, a regional mark. And so they take the top 48 to the east region and the top 48 to the west region, but that mark that she threw down there, Brian, that, would, uh, that should solidify her spot. Uh, to be competing in the NCAA East region in the last week in May. And that also gives her an opportunity to uh, move on to the national meet, just like Summer Knight has moved on to the national meet and other people in our program. Nadia would um, would have the, the right to, to move on if she competes well at the regional site. But before that, we have to take her a conference. You know, we have to focus on what's at hand first here before we move on to the next one nadia facing got that one the american championships as you said uh set for may 12th and 14th at usf down in tampa what do you do with your athletes you know over the next couple of weeks you said you want to get rested up is that the first order of business to rest and then you know start gearing up for that competition you know, Brian, right now, as you know, there's a lot going on this time of the year around around ECU. And when I mean a lot going on, you know, you've got seasons wrapping up. You've got graduation coming up. You've got reading day this week. You've got finals right around the corner. I say all that because there's just a lot going on. And um, obviously the most important thing that's at hand is uh, the academics. I don't want to take a slight that at all. But that academic thing has to be taken care of first. Um, you know, we have a floating practice schedule where the kids can come in, you know, around their finals. Uh, but back to your question, yeah, we have to get ready for U- U- USF in two and a half weeks. That's always a stressful situation going down there and competing against, you know, your other um, schools in the league. And that's the meet that obviously you want to do the best at. You want to peak at that meet. Um, so, yeah, between now and then, it's rest and uh, practice and get ready for the, the championship meet. How rewarding is it, Coach, for you personally when, when you see athletes come in and, and you know, you've, you've got a vision for those those folks when you recruit them, uh, you get their times, and to see those times improve and improve and to see and, and to just get the, the, the most out of each one of those athletes. What's that like? Well, Brian, you know, that's a great question. You know, with our sport, um, you know, we're a team sport, but we're an individual sport. Our individual success leads to team success. So, our most important team meet is the conference championship because you want to do well there as a team. But above, but above and beyond that is, you know, summer night, you got to know her really well. Some people like her, that was a great vaulter for us for five years. Once the team is done, then you have that chance to have individual success. So to see somebody like summer night, go on and have a heck of a career here. We've had people like tiny to butts in the high jump. That's been an Olympian here. We've had people like Avion Jones that have gone on to the national meet and the high jump. We have, I could go on and on with multiple, multiple student athletes that have not only did well at the conference level at this level, but have done very well at the national level. So, you know, our Omaha, you know, to use that as a, yeah. well, our Omaha is Eugene, Oregon. And, right. um, you know, that, that's our Omaha. So the kid ultimately, um, you know, not to be redundant, like the summer nights, they want to get to Eugene, Oregon. So, once this conference meet is over with, then it's more of a reward for those people like Nadia uh, that can move on to the regional site and then compete for, um, you know, uh, an Omaha site, if you will. Who are some of the athletes then that, that you expect to do well in the American Championships in a couple of weeks? Yes, sir. Uh, boy, on the male side, we've got this outstanding male sprinter, knock on wood, Royal Burris. Um, he's a young man from the Charlotte area. That's just a, done a tremendous job for us over the years. He's from Charlotte, North Carolina, Harding University High School. Um, he's a great 60-meter guy, a great 100-meter guy, great 200-meter uh, guy, one of the best in the nation. And I would expect him to be, uh, this year it's at Austin, Texas, by the way, but I would expect him to be at the finals in Austin, Texas. Um, also, we've got a young freshman on our team that's a tremendous athlete by the name of Jared Harrell, Raleigh, North Carolina, Panther Creek High School. He was the long jump champion indoors, did very well there. He also triple jumps. So those are two examples of the, of the, on the male side. On the female side, we've got a lady by the name of Melissa Mozan um, that's from Heritage High School um, up there in the Raleigh area. Um, I think it's Youngsville, North Carolina, to be exact. But she has done a tremendous job on the sprint side. We've got a wonderful 
Uh, Lady Hammer Thrower that transferred in here from North Carolina A&T. That's one of the top hammer throwers um, in, in our league. Uh, so Malicia, Jasmine, we've got a wonderful throws group. So overall, we're a more balanced team on the women's side than we are on the men. Um, on the women's side, we cover most all of the 21 events. On the male side, we don't have quite the roster to do that. So, but both, both sides, very proud of them, Brian. But those are a few of the examples that should do well at USF in a couple weeks. All right, Coach, final question for you today. Yeah. And, and this is this is kind of off the wall. Clip Brock and I were just talking about it. There's a lot of alliteration in your name, Kurt Kraft. How many times do they spell it K-U-R-T-C-R-A-F-T? And how many times do they go K-K? And how many times do they go C-C? And it's actually correctly spelled C-U-R-T-K-R-A-F-T. Is that correct? Man, Brian, you and Clip, man. You- <laughs> I mean, it took both of you to come up with that, but yes. Uh, a lot of people will do the QRT <laughs> and the CRAFT. Uh, you know, another one, what about this one, Brian? I, people have called me Coach K as Coach Kaczewski up at Duke. Yeah. I've been known also as Coach K, so I get to run in that circle, uh, believe it or not. But a lot of people mess it up, man. Um, they <laughs> get, let's go with the K for Kurt and the, and the C for Kraft. So, uh, hey, you know something? As long as they're calling me just something, I'm good with it. That's right. As long as they're saying close to your name, but that that to me. And if you Google, if you Google those names, C U R T K R F T. Then if you Google the other way, I mean, you pop up all over the place. So you're you've got all kinds of names. <laughs> yeah, I guess I am all over the place. But uh, no, just glad to be here. At least I'm here for for them to call me something. There you go. There you go. One of the guys, best guys around over at East Carolina, Kirk Kraft, in charge of the uh, director of men's and women's track at East Carolina. Coach, uh, enjoy your two weeks off, and good luck when you guys go down to uh, Tampa. I appreciate it, Brian. Thanks, and appreciate all your support. All right. Thank you, Kirk Kraft, joining us on our show. We'll take a commercial break. Got a big one in baseball tomorrow night. Conley and Rose, part two. We'll talk with Ronald Vincent coming up. He recently had his 1,000th win as a high school baseball coach. We'll talk about that game and uh, the Conley game coming up. Jason Mills later on. Back with more on this Monday after this. The Rick House has a delicious new lunch menu. It's Chef K's Country Luncheon featuring the very best in country cooking Monday through Friday from 11 to 1. Plates are just $12.50 for hamburger steak with gravy, meatloaf, baked chicken, smoked ribs, brisket, and more. Our country sides include mac and cheese, collards, corn on the cob, mashed potatoes, southern greens, and much more. Plates are just $12.50. It's Chef K's Country Luncheon weekdays from 11 to 1 at the Rick House, 710 Red Banks Road in Greenville. Come get you some. Zero means zero at Bostick Sug Furniture. Zero minimum purchase, zero interest, zero sales tax. Today at Bostick Sug, zero gets you everything. Beautiful sofas, sectionals, and motion furniture, dining sets, and bedrooms. Then get a discount equal to double the sales tax or 72 months zero interest with zero minimum purchase. Plus, sleep better on a new Restonic or Serta mattress with a power base. Zero means zero, but there's zero time to waste. So hurry to Bostick Sug Furniture. It's bow time. Sometimes the craving for Bojangles Supremes is so strong you just gotta have them. Even when your gas tank is on empty and Bojangles is still 10 miles down the highway. Nothing beats the flavor of Bojangles Juicy Golden Supremes, especially when they're part of a perfect combo with four boldly seasoned chicken Supremes, a made-from-scratch biscuit, fixin', and some legendary iced tea. The only thing that can satisfy your hunger is that delicious southern flavor. So when the craving is supreme, put the pedal to the metal. It's bow time. Before you hit the road this travel season, be sure to get your tires inspected by the Tire Guys at Greenville Auto World. The Greenville Auto World service team sells all the top brands and economy tires if you need a new set. Need an oil change, state inspection, or AC repair? Greenville Auto World can work on any type of vehicle, and the monthly oil change special is only $29.99. Make an appointment now by calling 364-8730. For award-winning service, trust Greenville Auto World. Take control of your health today with ArcPoint Labs. Looking to lose weight? Have you tried everything possible and nothing is working? Sometimes a hormone imbalance can be the underlying cause to weight issues that dieting and exercise can't fix alone. A simple blood test at ArcPoint Labs can provide insight to your weight loss goals. Visit ArcPointLabs.com today or call 629-6228 to get an appointment. ArcPoint Labs. 
Accurate, reliable, confidential testing. Visit artpointlabs.com. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. Proud to be voted the Remodeler of the Year by the Home Builders Association of Raleigh-Wake County in 2018 and Best Business Commercial Remodel Project winner for 20. 20. David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services partner. B-I-R-A-D-E. Once a child wants to spell. P is for pirate. R is for radio. Speak and spell. That is correct. R-A-D-I-O. You are right. I'm learning a lot, really. Pirate. Pirate Radio. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned utilities mean local control, low rates, and high reliability. Now, back to the show. All right, we continue on on this Monday, jumping around. We're going to head to high school baseball. Big one in town coming up tomorrow at D.H. Conley. It's J.H. Rose and Conley. The Rampants at 17-3 and and 8-1 and in the Big Carolina 3A, 4A. And Ronald Vincent, their fine coach, joins us. The Hall of Famer, 1,000 wins for RV. Can you still believe that, Coach Vincent? Not at all. Not at all. That's a, uh, it's lucky to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, hey, the best, the best part about your interview, I sent uh, Claire Curry, who's a great young lady who does our Jacksonville uh, news down there. And she helps me out with high school football. And so she was down there in Jacksonville. So I, I sent her t- to do the interview with you. And she, she said, her question was, how long have you been doing this? And your answer was about as long as Brian Bailey has been doing sports, which is not, not too far <laughs> off, but it, it cracked me up when you said that, but a thousand wins is the Rampus knocked off Jacksonville back on April 11th, 12-2, was that final for win number 1,000 for Ronald. And and the fascinating thing about that, Coach, is that that, that, that's more wins. You're the only coach in the history of all the coaches in all the sports in our fine state to reach 1,000 wins. And that's that's really got to mean something. Oh, yeah, it does. When you you stop back and look at it, it's it's, it's crazy. It's it's hard hard to believe, you know. Uh, It wasn't a was never a goal, you know, until maybe this year that we could make it that far. And then, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, really, really crazy numbers. And it's, like I say, a lot of, a lot of good, good players, a lot of good assistant coaches and, and good help. It, it all comes together. And I don't think you get to a thousand without Marvin, do you? It can't get to a thousand without Marvin. <laughs> He's sitting there. And, and, and Brian, the, the question is, between football, basketball, and baseball, how many games has Marvin been part? Of? How many Boy, has he been part? Of? That's the truth. I swear, that's <laughs> that's that's way up there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, we got to figure out, try to figure that out how many wins he's been a part of because that's that is a fascinating stat because uh, that's that's got to be that's that's obviously an, an all time record. It's obvious since 1966, you know, it's got to be. Yeah. Man, <laughs> yeah. crazy. I tell you what, we're, and that's one of the things, you know, people say, you know, like I've been in Greenville now, it would be 39 years in October, but, man, we've got the best sports around. We've got East Carolina University right around the block, you know, playing a national football schedule, you know, basketball in the American, baseball with what Cliff's done and, and getting so close to Omaha, and they're going to get to Omaha one of these days. I mean, we've got all that right there. And then our high schools, you know, the funny part, and I think I've told you this before, and, and it happened with you. All these guys I've covered through the years now have their stadiums and their fields named after them. I mean, that's how old I am now. And now we play on, on RV Ronald Vincent Field over at Guy Smith Stadium. Yeah, it's going to be Channel Channel Nine Brian Bay. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I don't think they're going to do anything <laughs> like that. We don't have a field to play on or anything. Maybe but, maybe, that, maybe that road leading up to your building. Yeah, there you go, Brian Bailey Way. Yeah, Bailey Way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody will take a truck through that sucker. Uh, but 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 my, I, I did want to ask you this. So the other night when you played Conley the first time, eight six game, you guys fell behind early. There was a controversial play at the plate, which I hate the rule. But it was called where the catcher, I think the catcher blocking the plate. But but my thinking is when you came out to argue the call, my first thought was he's got to go up there and say, look, you know you're playing on RV field. How do you make that call on RV field? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I should have said. That's what yeah. you, you should have yeah. said. I mean, you had a great point, great argument. 
Yeah, and, and you know, when, when you got the replays and all the stuff, it, the call was inaccurate. You know, it was not the proper call because uh, he, he uh, the guy was not in the circle and Perry was not in front of the plate. It was uh, He had been in front of the plate, but then when he got the ball and he had the ball in his hands before the guy got in the circle, and it was it was just one of those things. And But, you know, it, it was a bad call and all that, but this is what you have to learn. This is what you have to learn if you want to be any kind of competitor. You can have to deal with adversity and right. go over it. And you hear that over and over again, but it's uh, it's true. It's true. You, you deal with adversity and you deal with, you know, bad calls, bad bounces and stuff. And, and that's how you become a good good player. So. But with that, with that rule, I mean, I know the intent is for safety, but to me, you know, as long as the runner doesn't, doesn't just, you know, there's a way to get to the plate. You may have to be creative at times, but I, I just don't like the whole, as long as you don't have a knee in front and even, even that old school you used to be able to put your knee down in front and just, you know, block the whole daggone thing. But, but I, I, I watched that and I thought, you know, there's something wrong with that, with that rule, with, with that call. I think I said it that night on the air. I, I said, you know, I, I wasn't rooting for either team, but I think it's either a bad call or a bad rule or a combination of both. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, it was, it, uh, combination bad rule. It was, I, I really think it was misinterpreted. More right. Than anything, like you said, and then, and uh, <laughs> I said, you know, I thought he'd he'd call him out because he missed a tag or something. I actually thought he, when he started pointing out, he was going to throw the Connolly runner out for not sliding properly. But uh, then he comes up there and I said, he, he said, "Yeah, you pro players, uh, the guy's safe." And I said, "Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa what's he safe?" <laughs> Explain that yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah. And, so anyhow, but that's that's part of it. So that's what you have to learn to deal with. It really is, and uh, and you guys, you know, and and the the best part about the Rose Conley rivalry in baseball, and I think in all sports for the most part, but especially in baseball, there's so much respect. We, we interviewed Jason after the win over Rose, and and his main topic was how good you know rose was and how how they're going to be go deep in the playoffs in 3a and how we hope to go deep in the playoffs in 4a but it's just a very competitive game and there's so much respect that he has for you and you have for him and it's just it's really it's really what 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 the sport really needs i think yeah and it's it's, you know what you said is absolutely the truth we uh, there's about two hours two hours and 15 minutes twice a year that we don't like each other but but the rest of the time, rest of the time, we're we're really good friends with staff. We're good friends with assistant coaches, and they're good friends of ours. And we talk a lot during the season. Talk a lot, you know. And, and uh, there's a lot of respect. And, and as as you know, because the college have really got a good team. They really got good pitching, and and uh, they got some hitters and stuff. And that's the way it is every year. Every year, just some years are a little bit better than other years. But between Conley and Rose, both of us. You know we have good players, and, and so, but we we do uh, the a uh, lot of respect. And, and you know the thing about it is, so many of these players play together, right? In the league of Babe Ruth and know each other so well, and you know, so so that makes it even more competitive because you you really want to beat the guys that you <laughs> grew up with and stuff. You really want to beat them. And, and you got you got a handful of players that that have have committed or signed with with D- Division One programs, don't you? Yeah, yeah, we do, and, and uh, you know we got a couple more that could decide, but they they just don't want to play any. You know, they're, they're mostly just glad high school's over and don't play as hard as they can in high school and going about the business. And, you know, we've got a couple going to Carolina, one going to Virginia Tech, and mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, you know they've got East Carolina and all this. A couple of them going to East Carolina, and uh, it's. Uh, uh, Good, good players. A lot of good players out there tonight. They'll be tomorrow night. There'll be a lot of good players on the field. All right, who are you starting on the mound on uh, Tuesday night against Conley, and what kind of game are you looking for? Uh, well, we we hadn't really decided. Is it going to be Andrew Wallen or or Hugh Collins right. to the left hander or the right hander? And we'll make that decision later today. But uh, and it really doesn't matter which one starts or which one comes in. They're both, you know, can can get it done. But uh, uh, we, we've. Uh, uh, we've got to keep score down this time. We can't let them get up eight runs and stuff. And we're going to have to, you know, and we're going to have, I think we left 15 or 16 on base the last time we played them. So, and obviously can't do that again. And uh, uh, so we, we're going to have to, we're going to have to keep score down as best we can. And, and, uh, 
and then hope hope we run into some balls and you know uh, we both teams have nine hitters that's that's what separates us so much both teams have we have nine hitters in the batting order you know most teams have three or four but with us and Conley you have to pitch to every batter that comes up there yeah that's tough on a high school pitcher. It really is. It really is. Yeah. Very difficult. Yeah. Uh, Conley won the first matchup 8-6, game two for these, between these two powerhouses. Set for tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. Coach, thanks so much for your time. We uh, certainly appreciate it. We'll see you at the ballpark coming up tomorrow night. Okay. Hope to see you there. All right. RV, Ronald Vincent joining us to preview the Rose-Conley matchup. Jason Mills is up next. We'll take a commercial break. Back with more on the Brian Bailey Show on this Monday after this. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola a journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Is that the sound of an ooey-gooey, cheesy, crunchy slice of P-I-Z-Z-A? <laughs> Obviously. But as good as that sounds, we think it can get even better. Oh, yeah. That's the sound of a freshly opened, fizz-filled Pepsi. The only thing that can take this flavor medley of crunchy dough, mouth-watering cheese, and savory sauce to the next level. How about another bite? Pepsi and pizza sound like a match made in heaven and taste even better. Pizza. Better with Pepsi. That's what I like. I'm Michael Vaughn with East Coast Grading and Utilities. Many of you know my dad, David Vaughn, and his work in putting in subdivisions all over Pirate Nation. But East Coast Grading and Utilities is not just for those type of big jobs. We're here for the homeowners, whether it's concrete, driveways, hauling rock or sand, whatever you need, East Coast Grading and Utilities can get the job done. Call us at 252-531-7494 or check us out on Facebook at East Coast Grading and Utilities. At Papa John's, we start with better. Like our fresh, never-frozen dough made from six simple ingredients. And our dough can save you dough. Get two or more Papa Pairing's favorites for just $6.99 each. Order now on the app from Papa John's. Hey, Pirate fans, Papa John's is the MVP move for game day or any day. Place your order online at papajohns.com and sign up for Papa Rewards. Papa John's, better ingredients, better pizza. Go Pirates. Wally's 2 Kettle Corn in Winterville is where you can find the tastiest popcorn around. Make it a movie night at home with Wally's 2 Kettle Corn. They have over 50 flavors to choose from, including classics like cheddar, caramel, and my favorite, better butter or try their specialty flavors such as chicago style wintergreen mix and mj's cheesecake wally's 2 also caters so if you're hosting a party or event satisfy your company with delicious popcorn check them out on facebook or stop by and see wally today on fire tower road across from sam jones barbecue wally's 2 kettle corn make it a popping day you know texting while driving is dangerous that's not new information yet most people admit to doing it anyway drivers are 23 times more likely to be involved in a car accident while texting Know the facts and wait to text. The danger is real and it applies to you. Auto Owners Insurance, the no problem people. Information provided by Virginia Tech Transportation Institute. This is Norm Bryant with Town Insurance in Greenville. Call me today at 756-8300. Go Pirates. This is CJ Mayhew and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, working for our community, not for shareholders. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to our show. Jason Mills, the fine coach over at DH Conley, joins us. As we said, Rose and Conley, part two, except for tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. This one at the Hollywood Crossroads over at DH Conley. Coach Mills, how are you today? Ah, doing great. Ready to... Ready to go. Wish it was a little warmer, but uh, it'll be a good day because it's not raining. There you go. I haven't checked your total number of wins. I know you've won a bunch. How close are you to to 1,000? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. That is is legendary. And, uh, you know, in this day and age, I, you know, with North Carolina rules, uh, I don't see too many people in any sport getting even close. I mean, what Coach Vincent's done over – you know his career is is just astounding and and you know it's it's great because 
it's really brought eyes to this community, especially baseball-wise, and kind of let the rest of us at the other schools feed off that as well. D.H. Conley, 14-3 and three on the season, 7-1 and one in the Big Carolina, 3-8-4-A. Rose, 17-3, and 8-1. and one. You have the tiebreaker right now over J.H. Rose, obviously. Uh, another win would, would put you a couple of games up on the rampants as far as the conference championship is concerned. It's a little bit different, though, because you guys are 4-A and Rose is 3-A. And, and the one thing I just talked to RV about, I, I said, you know, Conley won the first matchup. But it was it was so much sportsmanship involved with your interview afterwards because all you talked about was what a great coach RV was, what a great team Rose was, and I think we need probably more. You know, I'm one of those guys that 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 I like to see a big rivalry. I like to see people battle each other. But at the end of the day, I also like to see a little sportsmanship out of it. And that was I thought that was really well done on your part. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, you know, the admiration between our staff and their staff is. Uh, is big. I mean, we we are are great friends off the field, and and there's no animosity between us. I mean, I think early in my career, I had I kind of had some because as the little fish, and, <laughs> you know, trying trying to be uh, trying to build up to them, and and once I realized that it, you know, I mean, what good people they are, and, and how well they run their program, and and kind of you know, what I needed to do to kind of get to our program, not to be that, but to be our version of that. And, uh, you know, I think we've done that a good job over the last, you know, 20, 23 years or so. Um, but, you know, Clay and RV are, are, and Tommy are just amazing. I mean, they're JV coach Joe Daniels, coached at Conley before, and we know him well. I mean, they're just great people all around. You know, they're kids. I mean, I love going to uh, the Down East pitching, catching camp, hitting camp because it's time you get to actually spend with their kids uh, and actually meet them and they get to meet you. And, you know, Andrew Wallen is one of my favorite people in this county. I mean, I can't speak enough about him. Uh, I wish he would have been a pirate, but, you know, a heel is good too. Yeah. So, you know, he is, he is, uh, kind of one of those you know he's not I can't say it yet but he's one of those players of a decade that you see come along every decade and I I don't know if he realizes yet or the people realize it but I see it in him um I think that kid's gonna throw 100 miles an hour one day and and he might not go to Carolina I mean his skill set is just terrific so what and and what a great person he is as well and they're full of them Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Conley's won eight in a row, then lost three in a row, and then have won six in a row. So you've kind of been a, had a streaky thing going, haven't you? Well, this you know this team, um, you know, you lose the, what we lost last year. I mean, we lost 13 seniors that had been starting on varsity for since I can remember. I felt I can't remember the day they weren't here, and we we're trying to figure some things out. And you know, we were winning games, but we weren't playing well, and. We went up to see my old uh, JV coach, who's the head coach at Chapel Hill now, and they played a clean game, and we did not, and they beat us 2-1, to one, and it kind of exposed some things out of us. Um, and then, then of course, you know, with young kids, all of a sudden you lose that one, and then you go to South Central, and you're kind of second-guessing yourself, and, and they played a very great game that night, and, and we played very you know, kind of blah and made some mistakes defensively and, and lost one of them, and they did a great job there. And, you know, then we, we get a chance to get a tune-up for Rose against Southern Nash. And, I mean, we laid probably one of the biggest eggs I've seen in 20 years here. No offense to Southern Nash, but it was bad. And that was the first time in 27 years of coaching I had ever lost three game, been on a team that lost three games in a row. So I was going into the Rose game. They were hot. I thought we were going to get decimated. For <laughs> I mean, we have a we have a little poll of our coaches on the board. I'm looking at right now, and my score was not even close to what the score was. And so uh, our kids just, you know, they 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 found it that night. And Rose has, you know, us and, and Rose have an opportunity to bring that out of each other, where the kids play you know, better than they've played all year. And it just so happened that night we were able to jump early and kind of hang on late. Um, but this rivalry, I mean, I've said it before, I'll say it again. If we could play 24 times during the year, it'd be 24 great games. These kids play their best against each other. 
I asked Ronald Vincent this. I said, and you remember the call. There was there was a controversial call at home plate, uh, interference call with a catcher, and and he came out to argue. And I said, RV, did you come out and say, hey, how can you make that call on RV Field? You can't make that call on Ronald Vincent RV Field. And he laughed. But uh, you know that that's that that call didn't didn't cost Rose the game, but it was a big call early in the game, uh, the first time you guys played. Yeah, you know, I I actually moved up there because I thought he ejected my first baseman, <laughs> yeah. and you know, for a malicious slide. And you know, it was a it was a very awkward play at the plate. And you know, looking at the pitchers, I don't know. I mean, I would have never second guessed if he would have called this out. Um, you know, we made a bad turn coming around third and stumbled and and didn't get to the plate with like we should have. But uh, you know. It, it's so hard for these young kids because we're not we're not major leaguers. We're not uh, able to practice over and over and over. And Perry did get in the line, um, but what was he supposed to do? He was making a play on the ball, right? Um, that, you know, I will say this: the umpire was on top of it and was immediate. But if he would have called it the other way, I wouldn't have said a word. Um, but you know, a big leaguer. You know, the first probably week of camp. You know, those catchers are taught either you're a step behind the line or a step in front of the line, and it's a sweep bag. And it's more for their safety, you know, after the Buster Posey uh, yeah. uh, torn, torn ACL thing. So, but with us, you know, I mean, we've got school during the day, we've got a limitation on how long we can practice for. You know, you've got here at Conley, you've got three, field, three teams using one field. Uh, so, you know, you don't want to be out here to nine o'clock at night. So, your practices have to be. You know, very short and very uh, precise. You got to know exactly what you're going to do before the day, so that way all three teams can get on the field. But you know that that was kind of a a big turning point in that game. Um, it, it did give us some momentum, and then we kind of tacked on some more runs late, uh, or you know, in the middle innings before Wallen came in. But uh, you know, it, it was I, I was extremely happy. I mean, I we played 17 games this year, and I think we played well in three of them. And, you know, the other, other games, we've just been kind of hum-ho-ha and, and not been great. Um, last year's team, when we went to the NHSI over in Cary, and, you know, we're up there with the top 15 teams in the country, it, after the first day, you know, it's 3 nothing against the number one team in the country in Stoneman Douglas, and we had a bunch of injuries, and, and we ended up getting smeared that day. But, you know, the next couple games we played up there, we won, and, and we kind of peaked at that point. And that is something that, you know, I was really concerned about this team. Are we going to peak early? Are we going to – I don't think we've peaked yet. And and that's a good sign. Hopefully we'll find a peak uh, in about two weeks when we hit the playoffs where we can just, you know, go on a roll and, and get it done. But, uh, you know, that's a big thing. Last year we went into the playoffs and we were stumbling and, and, and not playing well. And, uh, you know, that's why we went out in two rounds. Um, but uh, hopefully this year will be a little bit different. Excited about the challenge tomorrow night. So. Final thoughts on that challenge tomorrow night. What's it going to take to uh, to beat J.H. Rose tomorrow night? Uh, we got to do what we did last time. We've got to, you know, our lineup's totally, believe it or not, is totally different than it was uh, the first time we played them. So it'll be a new look. Uh, I think, you know, we brought a, a young man off the JV who's just on an absolute tear right now for us and Bradley. uh, uh Spencer Spencer Bradley's brother. Um, he just lost my frame of thought. Uh, Davis Bradley. There we go. He has he has come up and give us a huge spark. Um, you know, uh, the emergence of our first baseman really starting to put it on after the Rose game and Mason Tyre have been doing a great job. And ultimately, uh, it's going to come down to whether our pitching will throw strikes. That's that's what happened last game. We. Um, in the last inning, we were in the seventh, sixth inning. We were up eight and one, and then we make an error and and uh, you know score that eight two, and then Wallen hits the bomb in the seventh, and then we proceeded to walk and kick everything and make that an adventure. So uh, playing defense early and throwing strikes, uh, you know, both teams have have their number ones on the mound, and both teams have their number twos, threes, and fours ready to go. So. Uh, pitching will not be uh, limited in this one. Everybody's everybody's at full strength. Six o'clock start time, right tomorrow night? Um, you know, JV plays. <laughs> That's right. They, they've they've been playing pretty quick, so 
I would imagine 6.30 would be safe. All right, there you go. Between 6 and 6.30 for D.H. Conley and J.H. Rose. Jason, thanks so much for joining us. We certainly appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. All right, that's Jason Mills, head coach at D.H. Conley. want to thank Amanda Moore, lacrosse coach at East Carolina, for joining us on this Monday. also want to thank Kirk Kraft, the track coach at East Carolina, RV, Ronald Vincent at J.H. Rose, Jason Mills at D.H. Conley. Rose Conley, part two, tomorrow night around 6-ish. Uh, game scheduled for 6 o'clock, but the JV game goes first, so probably around 6 or 6.30. Rose and Conley. Conley at 14-3. and three. Rose at 17-3, and three, and both have just one lead. Gloss. That's our show for this Monday. Have yourself a great sports week, and we'll see you back here next week on The Brian Bailey Show. This has been The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, and also brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostick Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grady, Papa John's, Pepsi, The Rick House, Greenville Utilities, Taft Taft and Hagler, tiebreakers and greenville auto world join us next week for another edition of the brian bailey show right here on pirate radio 